0: Chapter sixty-one of the reason why. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The reason why by Robert Kemp Philp Chapter sixty-one, one thousand one hundred eighty-nine. Why are vegetable productions so widely diffused? Because they everywhere form the food of the animal creation. Without them, neither man nor beast could exist. Even the flesh-eating animals are sustained by them, since they live by preying upon the bodies of vegetable eaters. They also enrich and beautify the earth they present the most charming diversities of proportions and features. From the cowslip, the primrose, and the bluebell of our childish days, to the broad oak under which we recline, while children gamble around us, they are all beautiful or sublime, and eminently useful in countless ways to man. They spread a carpet over the surface of the earth, they cling to old ruins, and cover hard rocks, as though they would hide decay and give warmth to the coldness of stone. In tropical climates they supply rich fruits full of cool and refreshing juices, and they spread out upon the crests of tall trees those broad leaves which shelter the native from the scorching heat of the sun. They supply our dwellings with furniture of every kind, from the plain deal table to the handsome cabinet of satin or rosewood. They afford rich perfumes to the toilette, and luscious fruits and wines to the dessert. They charm the eye of the child in the daisied field. They adorn the brow of the bride. They are laid in the coffin with the dead, and as the cypress or willow bend over our graves, they become the emblems of our grief. The glory of the Lord shall endure forever. The Lord shall rejoice in his works. Psalm 104 1,190 What is mahogany? Mahogany is the wood of trees brought chiefly from South America and Spain. The finest kind is imported from St. Domingo, and an inferior kind from Honduras. We all know the beauty of mahogany wood, but we do not all know that mahogany was first employed in the repair of some of Sir Walter Raleigh's ships at Trinidad in 1597. The discovery of the beauty of its grain for furniture and cabinet work was accidental. Dr. Gibbons, a physician of eminence, was building a house in King Street, Covent Garden. His brother, captain of a West Indian man, had brought over some planks of mahogany as ballast and he thought that the wood might be used up in his brother's building but the carpenters found the wood too hard for their tools and objected to its use mrs gibbons shortly afterwards wanted a small box made so the doctor called upon his cabinet-maker and ordered him to make a box out of some wood that lay in his garden the cabinet-maker also complained that the wood was too hard, but the doctor insisted upon its being used, as he wished to preserve it as a memento of his brother. When the box was completed, its fine color and polish attracted much attention, and he, therefore, ordered a bureau to be made of it. This was done, and it presented so fine an appearance that the cabinet-maker invited numerous persons to see it, before it was sent home. Among the visitors was Her Grace the Duchess of Buckingham, who immediately begged some of the wood from Mr. Gibbons and employed the cabinet maker to make her a bureau also. Mahogany from this time became a fashionable wood, and the cabinet maker, who at first objected to use it, made a great success by its introduction. 1191. What is rosewood? Rosewood is the wood of a tree which grows in Brazil. It is, generally speaking, too dark for large articles of furniture, but is admirably adapted for smaller ones. It is expensive, and the hardness of the wood renders the cost of making articles of it very high. I am come up to the height of the mountains, to the sides of Lebanon, and will cut down the tall cedars thereof, and the choice fir trees thereof. Second Kings 23 Respecting the other woods used in the manufacture of furniture, we have nothing special to say except of the oak, the emblem of our native land. This tree yields a most useful and durable wood, and, as it not only defends our country by supplying our wooden walls, but gives to us the floors of our houses, furnishes our good substantial tables, and comfortable armchairs, it will be well for us to know a few facts about this celebrated tree. It is said that there are no less than 150 species of the oak. The importance of the growth of oaks may be gathered from the fact that the building of a 70-gun ship would take 40 acres of timber. The building of a 70-gun ship is estimated to cost about 70,000 pounds. Oak trees attain to the age of 1,000 years. The oak enlarges its circumference from 10 inches to 12 inches in a year. The interior of a great oak at Allenville in Normandy has been converted into a place of worship an oak at Kittington served as a village prison, a large oak at Salsi was used as a cattle fold, and others have served as tanks, tombs, prisons, and dwelling houses. The mammoth tree, which is exhibiting at the Crystal Palace, is one of the great wonders of the vegetable creation. It is the grand monarch of the Californian forest, inhabiting a solitary district on the elevated slopes of the Sierra Nevada at 5,000 feet above sea level. From 80 to 90 trees exist, all within the circuit of a mile, and these varying from 250 to 320 feet in height, and from 10 to 20 feet in diameter. The bark is from 12 to 15 inches in thickness. The branchlets are somewhat pendent and resemble those of cypress or juniper and it has the cones of a pine of a tree felt in 1853, 21 feet of the bark from the lower part of the trunk were put in the natural form as a room which would contain a piano with seats for forty persons and on one occasion one hundred fifty children were admitted the tree is reputed to have been above three thousand years old that is to say it must have been a little plant when Samson was slain the Philistines. The portion of the tree exhibiting at the palace is 103 feet in height and 32 feet in diameter at the base. 1,192. What is tea? Tea is the leaf of a shrub, Thea, Chinese. The plant usually grows to the height of from three to six feet, and resembles in appearance the well-known myrtle. It bears a blossom not unlike that of the common dog rose. The climate most congenial to it is that between the 25th and 33rd degrees of latitude. The growth of good tea prevails chiefly in China, and is confined to a few provinces. The green and black teas are mere varieties, depending upon the culture time of gathering, mode of drying, etc. Coffee was used in this country before tea. In 1664, it is recorded, the East India Company bought two pounds two ounces of coffee as a present for the king. In the year 1832, there were 101,687 licensed tea dealers in the United Kingdom. Green tea was first used in 1715. A dispute with America about the duty upon tea led to the American War, out of which arose American independence. The consumption of tea throughout the whole world is estimated at above 52 million pounds, of which the consumption of Great Britain alone amounts to 30 million pounds. Every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is a gift of God. Ecclesiastes 3. 1193. What is coffee? Coffee is the berry of the coffee plant, which was a native of that part of Arabia called Yemen, but it is now extensively cultivated in India, Java, the West Indies, Brazil, etc. The first coffee house in London was opened in 1652, under the following circumstances. A turkey merchant named Edwards, having brought along with him from the Levant some bags of coffee, and a Greek servant who was skillful in making it, his house was thronged with visitors to see and taste this new beverage. Being desirous to gratify his friends without putting himself to inconvenience, he allowed his servant to open a coffee-house, and to sell coffee publicly. Here we have another illustration of the great results springing from trifling causes. Coffee soon became so extensively used that taxes were imposed upon it. In 1660, a duty of four pence a gallon was imposed upon all coffee made and sold. Before 1732, the duty upon coffee was two shillings a pound. It was afterwards reduced to one shilling sixpence, at which it yielded to the revenue, for many years, 10,000 pounds per annum. The duty has been gradually reduced, and the consumption has gone on increasing, until at last above 25 million of pounds are consumed annually. Fancy this great result springing from a friendly coffee party that assembled in the year 1652. 1,194. What is chocolate? It is a cake prepared from the cocoa nut. The nut is first roasted like coffee, then it is reduced to powder and mixed with water. The paste is then put into molds and hardened. The properties are very healthful, but its consumption is very insignificant as compared with tea or coffee. The cocoa tree grows chiefly in the West Indies and South America. 1,195. What is cocoa? Cocoa is also a preparation from the seeds or beans of the cocoa tree, but the best form of cocoa for family use is to obtain the beans pure, as they are now commonly sold ready for use, and to break them and then grind them in a large coffee mill. 1,196. What is chicory? Chicory is the root of the common endive, dried and roasted as coffee, for which it is used as a substitute. Some persons prefer the flavor of chicory admixed with coffee, but very opposite opinions prevail respecting the qualities of chicory. We believe it to be perfectly healthful, and attribute the prejudice that prevails against it to its having been used from its cheapness to adulterate coffee. He that tilleth the land shall have plenty of bread, but he that followeth after vain persons shall have poverty enough. Proverbs 28. 1,197. What is sugar? Sugar is a sweet granulated substance, which may be derived from many vegetable substances. But the chief source of which is the sugar cane. The other chief sources that supply it are the maple, beetroot, birch, parsnip, etc. It is extensively used all over the world. Sugar is supposed to have been known to the ancient Jews. It was found in the East Indies by Anuchus, Admiral of Alexander, 325 BC. It was brought into Europe from Asia. The art of sugar refining was first practiced in England in 1659 and sugar was first taxed by name by James II Sugar is derived from the West Indies, Brazil, Suriname, Java, Mauritius, Bengal, Siam, the Isle of Bourbon, etc. Before the introduction of sugar to this country Honey was the chief substance employed in making sweet dishes, and long after the introduction of sugar, it was used only in the houses of the rich. The consumption in England in 1700 reached only 10,000 tons. In 1834, it had reached 180,000 tons. The English took possession of the West Indies in 1672, and in 1646 began to export sugar. In 1676 it is recorded that 400 vessels, averaging 150 tons, were employed in the sugar trade of Barbados. Jamaica was discovered by Columbus, and was occupied by the Spaniards, from whom it was taken by Cromwell in 1656, and has since continued in our own possession. When it was conquered, there were only three sugar plantations upon it but they rapidly increased. Until the abolition of slavery in the West Indies, the production of sugar was almost exclusively limited to slave labor. 1,198. What is wheat? Wheat, rye, barley, oats, millet, and maize all belong to the natural order of grain-bearing plants. They all grow in a similar manner, and all yield starch, gluten, and a certain amount of phosphates. They are commonly spoken of as farinaceous foods. I clothed thee also with broidered work, and shod thee with badger skin, and I girded thee about with fine linen, and I covered thee with silk. Ezekiel 16 From the sacred writings we learn that unleavened bread was common in the days of Abraham. In the earlier periods of our own country, people had no other method of making bread than by roasting corn and beating it in mortars, then wetting it into a kind of coarse cake. In 1596, rye bread and oatmeal formed a considerable part of the diet of servants, even in great families. In the time of Charles I, barley bread was the chief food of the people, in many parts of England, it was more the custom to make bread at home than at present. In 1804, there was not a single public baker in Manchester. In France, when the use of yeast was first introduced, it was deemed by the faculty of medicine to be so injurious to health that its use was prohibited under the severest penalties. Heral says that, during the siege of Paris by Henry IV, a famine raged, and bread sold at a crown a pound. When this was consumed, the dried bones from the charnel-house of the holy innocents were exhumed, and a kind of bread made therefrom. Bread Street in London was once a bread market. From the year 1266, it had been customary to regulate by law the price of bread in proportion to the price of wheat or flour at the time. This was called the assize of bread, but in 1815 it was abolished. In the year 272, there was a famine in Britain so severe that people ate the bark of trees. Forty thousand persons perished by famine in England in three hundred ten. In the year 450, there was a famine in Italy so dreadful that people ate their own children. A famine commencing in England, Wales, and Scotland in 954 lasted four years. A famine in England and France in 1193 led to a pestilential fever which lasted until 1195. In 1315 there was again a dreadful famine in England during which people devoured the flesh of horses, dogs, cats, and vermin. In the year 1775, 16,000 people died of famine in the Cape de Verdes. These are only a few of the remarkable famines that have occurred in the course of history. Let us thank God that we live in a time of abundance, when improved cultivation, the pursuit of industry, and the settlement of the laws Render such a calamity as a famine almost an impossibility. 1199. What is cotton? Cotton is a species of vegetable wool produced by the cotton shrub, called botanically Dysypsium herbaceum, of which there are numerous varieties. It grows naturally in Asia, Africa, and America and is cultivated largely for purposes of commerce. The precise time when the cotton manufacture was introduced into England is unknown, but probably it was not before the 17th century. Since then, what wonderful advances have been made! The cotton trade and manufacture have become a vast source of British industry, and of commerce between nations. It was some years ago calculated that the cotton manufacture yielded to Great Britain one thousand millions sterling. The names of Hargreaves, Arkwright, Crompton, Cartwright, and others have become immortalized by their inventions for the improvement of the manufacture of cotton fabrics. Little more than half a century has passed since the British cotton manufactory was in its infancy. Now it engages many millions of capital, keeps millions of work-people employed, freights thousands of ships that are ever crossing and recrossing the seas, and binds nations together in ties of mutual interest. The present yearly value of cotton manufactures in Great Britain is estimated at £34 million. About £6,044,000 of the above sum is distributed yearly among working people as wages. 1,200. What is silk? Silk, though not directly a vegetable product, is, nevertheless, indirectly derived from the vegetable creation, since it is a thread spun by the silkworm from matter which the worm derives from the mulberry leaf. And there was a man in man whose possessions were in Carmel, and the man was very great, and he had three thousand sheep, and a thousand goats, and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. First Samuel 25 Silk is supplied by various parts of the world, including China, the East Indies, Turkey, etc., where the silkworm has been found to thrive. The attempts that have been hitherto made to cultivate it in this country, have proved unsuccessful. At Rome, in the time of Tiberius, a law passed the Senate which, as well as prohibiting the wearing of massive gold jewels, also forbade the men to debase themselves by wearing silk. There was a time when silk was of the same value as gold, weight for weight, and it was thought to grow upon trees, it is recorded that silk mantles were worn by some noble ladies at a ball at Kenilworth Castle, 1286. It was first manufactured in England in 1604. In the reign of Elizabeth, the manufacture of silk in England made rapid strides. In 1666, there were 40,000 persons engaged in the silk trade. The silk throwers of the metropolis were enrolled in a fellowship in 1562 and were incorporated in 1629 in 1685 a considerable impetus was given to the english silk manufacturers louis the fourteenth of france revoked the edict of nantes the edict of nantes was promulgated by henry the fourth of france in 1598 it gave to the protestants of france the free exercise of their religion. Louis XIV revoked this edict in 1685, and thereby drove the Protestants as refugees to England, Holland, and parts of Germany, where they established various manufactures. Many of these French refugees settled in Spitalfields, and there founded extensive manufactories, which soon rivaled those of their own country and thus the intolerance of the king was justly punished. But important facts we see connected with the simple thread of the silkworm. 1,201. What is Wool? Wool is a kind of soft hair or coarse down produced by various animals, but chiefly by sheep. This is another of the useful productions of nature, for which we are indirectly indebted to the vegetable kingdom for were it not for the rich pastures forming the green carpet of the earth, it would be impossible for man to keep large flocks of sheep for the production of wool. Wool, like the hair of most animals, completes its growth in a year, and then exhibits a tendency to fall off. For the production of wool in England and Wales, it has been estimated that there are no less than 27 million sheep and lambs, and in Great Britain and Ireland, the total number is estimated at 82 million. Wool was not manufactured in any quantity in England until 1331, when the weaving of it was introduced by John Kemp and other artisans from Flanders. The exportation or non-exportation of wool has, from time to time, formed a vexed subject for legislators. Woolen clothes were made an article of commerce in the reign of Julius Caesar. They were made in England prior to 1200. Blankets were first made in England in 1340. The art of dyeing wools was first introduced into England in 1608. The annual value of the raw material in wool is set down at 6 million pounds. The wages of workmen engaged in the wool trade 9,600,000 pounds. The number of people employed is said to be 500,000. 1,202. What is starch? Starch is one of the most useful products of the vegetable kingdom. As a rule, a vegetable, if nutritious at all, is so according to the amount of starch which it contains. It is most abundantly found in the seeds of plants and especially in the wheat tribe. It is also met with in cellular tissues of plants, and especially in such underground stems as the potato, carrot, turnip, etc., and the stems of the sago palm, fig, etc. It is also found in the bark of some trees. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of Lights, WITH WHOM IS NO VARIABLENESS, NEITHER SHADOW OF TURNING. JAMES 1. 1203. WHY IS THE HORSE CHESTNUT, THOUGH CONTAINING, A GREAT QUANTITY OF STARCH, UNFIT FOR FOOD? BECAUSE, LIKE MANY OTHER VEGETABLE PRODUCTIONS, IT CONTAINS WITH THE STARCH AND ACRID JUICE WHICH RENDERS IT UNHEALTHY and although the juice can be separated from the starch, the process is too expensive to be made generally available. The starch which is used for domestic purposes is an artificial preparation and does not properly represent the starch of nutrition. A better idea of it is afforded by the meal of a floury potato. The starch used by laundresses is frequently prepared from diseased potatoes. This does not impair the quality of the starch for the purposes of the laundress, and the reason why potatoes that are diseased are thus applied is that it is one method of saving some part of their value. The finest kinds of starch are prepared from rice. It is prepared by breaking the pulp and disengaging the starch from the cells and it is then put through other processes to remove the fragments of the broken cells. But in the floury meal of the potatoes, the starch cell may be seen entire. End of chapter 61